Hey everyone, you are now listening to the Storm Connect podcast with me today, Crunch. I talk about gaming topics and animated series of my own interests like Smash Bros, Call of Duty, Valorant, and just any type of esports related topic really. And the goal I aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked to spread awareness and learn more. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the events and like some, you know, past history that has unfolded through the past couple days involving um, the one and only Nintendo. Guys, it has been really rough uh, being a Nintendo fan lately. And for anybody that's been catching up with the news, I think you understand where I'm coming from. But if not, I'll I'll kind of like summarize what's going on first. But before I wanted to do that, I kind of just wanted to give like a personal experience I have with Nintendo. Um, I invested myself into gaming a lot when I was like a kid. And I think my first like gaming system, whether it's like handhelds or consoles I ever owned was a Nintendo DS Lite. And I remember I got it for Christmas and I was super hyped. It was the red color DS Lite. I don't have it anymore because unfortunately it broke. But my first two games were Brain Age and Spider-Man Friend or Foe, which came out around like anywhere between 2005 to 2007, I want to say. But my earliest form of like gaming really came from like vaguely playing F-Zero at my friend's house as well as like Mario Kart Double Dash and, you know, if you grew up around that early time period, like early 2000s and like maybe played games back in the late 90s as well, like you will understand this company is incredible, or at least they were, you know, coming out with games like Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Majora's Mask, and Melee. And Melee is a really controversial game right now um, because it is still a grassroots esports community. It has grown up like that, and it is still like that. And you're probably wondering, well, why hasn't Nintendo stepped in? The answer, as of recent especially, has been pretty clear. Um, they just, they don't fuck with us, apparently. They just do not, like, want to mess with the Smash scene at all. And recent evidence has really shown that. And um, it all started about, I want to say, in, like, November. It was November 19th, The Big House released a tweet, which, if you don't know what The Big House is, I'm sorry, um, they are a big Smash Bros event, uh, takes place once a year, I think in Michigan, and they do, you know, events for pretty much the main game. So right now it's Ultimate and Melee, and Melee has survived for a very long time, like decades, or pretty much a, a, like a little more than a whole decade. And I think we're closing in on 20 years, so that's insane. Like 20 years of Melee is crazy to think about. And the statement reads as follows. The Big House is heartbroken to show that we received a cease and desist from Nintendo of America Incorporated to cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy, which if you don't know what Slippy is, it's like a form of emulation that allows you to play Melee on um, PC. And I'll get into why that's important later, but the rest of it reads, read, sadly, all of our competitions are affected, and we are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly. We apologize to those that have been impacted. And this caused like a huge outbreak on Twitter. And if you're not involved on like Smash Twitter, it's especially this year, it's been rough. Um, admittedly, I hate I hate to say it, but it has been very rough. You know, from what Edo and I talked about before with the whole like um, allegations with like top players and personalities and. Um, it may seem like not much has been done, but a lot has been done actually in the background, but it's been a rough year for the Smash community, especially during the pandemic. And 
I kind of just wanted to talk about like what Slippy is. Um, Slippy is like uh, this program that allows you to emulate Melee, but the cool thing about it is you get to play online with various people across the world with like very little input delay and lag. Um, it's widely been used in like a lot of big like online tournaments. Like I remember Ludwig hosted a tournament at one point. I don't know if it's gonna happen soon or not or if it happened already but um in response to this big house complaint he decided to bring back a tournament series that he had for melee um and i think the money went to charity too so like they weren't gonna make a lot of profit off of it minus like you know ludwig getting a sub or a donation off of twitch so really he did this for the community and not himself which is something that you know a lot of personalities in the smash community do like most of them don't keep this money to themselves like a lot of them give it back to the community like not even just within our community for like you know maybe getting more setups and whatnot or saving money for like big venues so that we can improve our scene but also just like giving it back to charity in general like we have a lot of genuine people in this community and i know it's outshadowed um by you know we have some shitters on twitter here and there like there's some pretty well-known like people on there that are not too uh not too well received, but, you know, don't let that overcome, like, the good people in the community is what I'm trying to say. And, um, yeah, like, we just kind of, like, this, commu this community is still here literally because of everyone that's involved. Like, you could be a big personality, a top player, yada, 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 but the viewers matter as well, too. Like, everyone in the community um, plays a big part in growing the scene. And it was looking great um when ultimate came out but now it's just like it's awful i mean they even canceled the ultimate event too which i don't really get why but um you know this has caused a lot of outbreak and in response to this an anonymous twitter user who goes by anonymous smash 2 released a document saying how nintendo has hurt the smash community and to summarize it he kind of listed like past experiences that people have had with nintendo and like why they just instead of ignoring us they just try to prevent a lot of the things that we do and one thing that really struck me because it's a it's a lengthy document but nothing serious is that it's basically prevented us from working with organizations as follows listed here e-league htc esl mlg um red bull twitch like the list goes on like and as you guys know these are big companies like being able to work with these um, people from the community and also these corporations would do nothing but help the Smash scene. Like, it, it would grow the scene tremendously. Like, almost as big as, like, any other fighting game community. Like, we would probably get, like, massive pot prizes and tournaments. We would get a lot more recognition. Like, we'd be able to house more people in, like, venues and whatnot. We would probably have, like, dedicated setups. Maybe even setups given to us by Nintendo. But, Nintendo just is filled with empty promises and disappointment and like they have shut down a lot of like negotiations um whether it's just you know not cooperating not um following up on their promises and ignoring people um using the release of ultimate as an excuse to cut off circuits that they had planned even though they weren't really gonna plan them um etc etc and like a really big one that did come out like about news with an old scene this is like really the like one of the first few um instances of nintendo like coming in and destroying a scene is project m or project um i think it's like p plus as well but it's like around that project m community 
and I'm going to read it off of the document because it is just so disappointing and I want everybody to hear this, but it states, There was no cease and desist. What happened is that Nintendo essentially stated to people within our scene that our community support of PM was what was preventing them from working with us. So naturally, eager TOs and streamers saw an opportunity to work with Nintendo and contribute to the successful start of a Nintendo Smash circuit. And before I read the rest of it, like, I guess that was the reason why PM ended. It was a really big and growing scene because with the release of Brawl back in like, I want to say 06 or 07, the game did not meet the expectations for the Smash community that was alive at that time and still is to this day. Like some members are still pretty prominent, but Brawl was not looked at as a good game because the Hail Mary in the Smash community is Melee. Like, and it's true because Melee is a really deep convoluted game with a lot of tech. There's a lot of things to understand. And with the short roster, um, you know, there's some really fun characters in there, like Fox, Falco, Captain Falcon, and some like, you know, not generally a crowd pleaser character, I would have to say is like Jigglypuff, but you get the gist. So they made a mod of Melee on the Wii, which was called Project M, that basically brought back Melee mechanics and gameplay, but on Brawl's like current, um, but in Brawl's current form. So it kept like Brawl graphics, it was on the Wii, it looked great, and Honestly, like the game really revolutionized the community, I want to say, because it opened up a lot of scenes. It was introduced into a lot of like major brackets. There was a lot of major upsets that happened and a lot of um, like Smash's best moments in the community have been because of Project M. Like I remember there was this one set with a particular individual that is canceled right now. Unfortunately, he was fighting against ADHD and it went down to time. And this was in Project M, I believe. Or no, it might have been Brawl, but, um, you know, he was, he won by a timeout, but when you win by a timeout, you have to win with a percentage lead, and ADHD got the last hit and clutched it out. That could have been Brawl, but there's also a lot of, like, PM moments that happen, so I apologize, I apologize if I got that incorrect, but, yeah. I'm also just trying to get through some of this information because I want you guys to understand, like, what is going on. Um, so this document came out, and everybody was, like, freaking out. They were, like well, now what the fuck do we do? Like, Nintendo really has been just shutting us down, like, constantly. And I hate to say it, but it doesn't stop there. Um, as of recent, there was a Splatoon event that was happening. And something that we have noticed with Nintendo is that they have supported other scenes within their brand, like Splatoon, ARMS, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, they have given them, like, full setups, They've given them like spots and venues. They've had professional casters. Like there's a bigger pot prize, you know, all that stuff. Like you can see where Nintendo is investing their time into. And as of recent, um, in the support of the Smash community, the Splatoon community had 30% of the top teams in um, like last weekend Splatoon 2 National Open with team names that were supporting Melee and Smash. And the current trend and hashtag that's going about right now is hashtag free Melee, hashtag fuck Nintendo, and hashtag um, save Smash. It's, you could call it a protest, but like, why would you call it a protest when it's needed? Like, it's a pretty clear answer. Like, Nintendo does not support that community, despite the fact that it has brought, like, Nintendo millions of dollars People have picked up the game because they were invested in the community, they were inspired, and they too wanted to try to, um, you know, 
try their own out at maybe becoming a top player or meeting some new people through this game. You know, not everything has to be casual. Um, and they followed up with something funny here that said, kind of funny that they'll, the, the server, their own, or no way, I'm sorry. It says, kind of funny that they'll sever their own support that they love to parade around as something is fantastic just because the Splatoon community wanted to stand in solidarity with other scenes that Nintendo outright harms. And uh, Slimy Quagsire, who's the one that posted this, posted a couple screenshots from what seems to be like a Discord that was like um, involved with like planning the event, but there was a person that added everyone in the server that said, due to unexpected executional challenges, we had to for or forego a live stream um, for this tournament's finals. And like you can see a lot of the names here were Free Melee 227, Free Melee 221, Melee Nation, um, Element Free Melee. Like there was a bunch of names that, you know, went against Nintendo's ideals. And for that, they canceled their live stream. And it's like, what? They canceled it on a game that they were supporting and a lot of people are calling it a homie move, but I think that was really brave of the Splatoon community to do. Because if a community that you support sees this issue and agrees with the community that is facing backlash, you know you've done something wrong. Like, and your response, instead of being open-minded, is to shut them down too? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you just shut down, like, your own tournament. And, like, don't even get me on started on, like, the pot, the prize pods. Like, I mean, I remember there was, like, a document going around that said, like, teams that got first, whoever got first got, like, $200, second got $100, and I think somewhere between, like, 5th and 7th place, and I'm not making this up, gets 2,500 Nintendo points. What the fuck are you going to do with 2,500 Nintendo points, dog? Like, what kind of prize pod is that? And also, this has been a very reoccurring um, theme. Especially, excuse me, especially within this community because um, back in EVA Japan, I think that was earlier this year, I believe, first place got a custom pro controller. But I think that's unfair to actually bring up now that I think about it because um, in, that, um, in Asian countries over there, like, you know, Japan and whatnot, they don't actually do prize pots. Like, you don't win money if you win a tournament. Um, you just kind of win. You just get the satisfaction. Because I think, I can't remember correctly, but I think it's not legal to run um, tournaments and win money off of it or something like that. I don't know the full gist of it, but there is a reason why they don't have like a prize pot and whatnot up there. So a lot of um, Japanese players and whatnot actually do come down to the, the States to compete in an attempt to win some of that money possibly because they can't do it up there. And... You know, that was what happened with the Splatoon community. And then, like, I I'm not even done. I have, like, two more things to go over. One of which was literally just released today. Um, a couple days ago, um, there was a Reddit thread going around in the Etika Reddit, Reddit network, which I don't even know if I have to explain this, but if you don't know who Etika is, he was a very um, well-rounded, well-respected community figurehead around the YouTube part of Smash and just, like, Nintendo in general. He repped that company an incredible amount. Like, he bought shitloads of Joy-Cons. He had probably a couple Switches. He constantly created videos and news around Smash and, like, anything that they had to do with it, etc. And, unfortunately, um, he committed suicide 
last summer I, I want to say and it's really hurt the community like everybody mourns him to this day he he has not been forgotten and it's amazing to like to say that because you know typically when people like when bigger people die um like that there's an unfortunate reality that you know they'll be talked about for like maybe a month and then they're forgotten but i have not seen a single twitter thread that hasn't talked about etika like he is always on my timeline. He still has a strong fan base. They still support him and his ex-girlfriend. Um, he did a lot for this community. And you would think he'd be rewarded for that and honored, right? Well, there were Joy-Cons that were being pr um, produced for the sake of um, donating it to like charity. Or not the, the Joy-Cons themselves, but whatever funds they got off of buying those Joy-Cons, the money went to charity. And someone put on the reddit thread nintendo has unfortunately demanded that the custom eticons which are just etica fan joy cons must no longer be sold anymore and essentially they called like a cease and desist again once again but this time it's for fucking joy cons like that makes no sense to me because sure you are reselling joy cons but you have to understand that these were bought these were not stolen Joy-Cons. You know what I mean? Like, they still supported Nintendo. And when you buy a product, it's yours. Now, granted, you can't, like, you know, you can't just resell it. But, like, there are plenty of companies out there that are licensed and supported by different, by other different companies that allow you to make custom controllers. For an example, like, um, one of the controllers I got a while ago, I can't remember the, the company, but... I bought like a custom Captain Falcon GameCube controller from them and there's like no problem when they do it. Um, I know they're like a whole company, but you know, these people weren't even going to keep the money they were going to donate to charity. And like, you would think Nintendo would look past maybe some of the, the negatives and think like, wow, that's for a great cause. And like, they're honoring someone that died in their community. Um, he was a great figurehead that supported us. But no, they just go ahead and shut it down with no remorse. They just don't give a fuck. And that has also caused a lot of outrage in the community as well. And I just wanna say, I am really sorry if I'm like stuttering and like losing my sentences and words. It It's very frustrating for me too, to watch this happen. Um, just seeing people lose like, you know, businesses or being caught for DMCA or losing um, the ability to run tournaments, especially in a global pandemic. Um, and I'm going to talk about that, like I said before, in a bit. But the last thing I wanted to mention, too, was there's this YouTuber named um, Silva Gunner or Gilva Sunner for some. He uploads like a mix between, you know, parody remixes of uh, OST songs from like, you know, games and whatnot. And recently he was hit with like a bunch of copyright claims from Nintendo. And basically it summarizes like, as of a few hours ago, which was yesterday, the soundtracks for Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and Mario Kart Wii have been blocked in its entirety on YouTube by Nintendo Japan. And then he would keep us posted for whatever claims come. But like a lot of titles from like Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, Smash Brothers Brawl, Super Smash Bros. 3D, Fire Emblem Awakening, like they were pretty much DMCAing this guy and like killing his channel. And he's had a history with Nintendo and whatnot, like constantly rebooting his channel and whatnot, getting songs back up. It's a battle, but you know, this is just so frustrating because now it's like in comparison to Square Enix, like Square Enix has uploaded 
soundtracks to like Spotify, Apple Music, like wherever to share their songs for the public to use, listen to, like whatever you want. And now Nintendo is suddenly controlling this. It's like they're punishing us for something that we didn't even do. And like, I just, I just think that's ridiculous. I, I don't understand what the community has done to deserve this. Um, and this is really like pissed off fans, um, community figureheads, TOs for these Smash events, maybe even like Splatoon, and just a lot of people. Like it makes no sense that why they are doing this, because you have to understand like in the long run. Smash is like one of Nintendo's biggest titles like ever like of all time and it's one of the biggest crossovers I've ever seen in any video game because if you think about it like who would have thought like five years from now maybe even 10 like let's say you were playing Brawl who would have thought that a Persona character Final Fantasy character Banjo-Kazooie a Dragon Quest rep and like all of these other characters come together in this one fighting game by Nintendo which is looked at to be like a family company. You know, they feature, they even have like Bayonetta. And Bayonetta is like a rated M game. Like she literally cusses in her games. And it's all about like demon slaying. There's like blood and gore. She has skippy outfits and she's somehow in Smash. It makes no sense. And so like the community is huge too. There are so many people that play this game. There are so many high level top players in the smash bros community there's a bunch of content creators like people have literally made a living off of this community you know whether it's being a youtuber a streamer a top player um competitively a a caster a to a creator of like some organization or an event that goes on kind of like ceo even though ceo is geared around other games too but like it's a growing esport, and I think if Nintendo wasn't putting its foot down and like constantly trying to stop us, I think we have a shot of becoming like probably one of the biggest esports alive. Like, it would draw in so many viewers, so many new competitors, and it would create such a uh, an amazing legacy with like different storylines for players and like etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And like, we also live in a time where we cannot go out we can't hold these events due to safety um regulations whether it's you know statewide nationwide worldwide like we are prevented from running events and coming back to slippy now is probably one of the greatest things to happen to smash community like period because slippy allows you to play melee like as if you were playing next to your friend like on a crt and it is very easy to run events with that program you can play melee pretty easily and like it has saved a lot of stress in terms of like running events raising awareness for like charities based off of their like pop prizes and donating that money like paying out players like this this is stuff that we were doing offline but now we can do online but nintendo just refuses to comply and it just sucks because I love this community as frustrating as it's been um, this past year like there's people I like people I don't like new people I've met um, friendships that I've cut ties with um, but I just want to see it grow like I truly believe that we are only at the start of becoming something big but once again Nintendo just does not want us to go beyond that 
And I think it's really ironic for a company like that to do that if you consider the lackluster content that they have come out with this year. Um, like, I want to just bring back up a particular game that has been really lacking quality that came out sometime around last year. It's been like a full year since this game came out, but Pokemon Sword and Shield. Moving from the 3DS, we were expecting amazing graphics, a very big game that was immersive, had a lot of Pokemon, maybe even the full Pokedex, and etc, etc. But then we were greeted with this like beta-looking quality game with a pretty dull story and not enough Pokemon to collect. Like, it was only like 400. And if you have played Pokemon, there's like probably a thousand or a little over that. And like, this is a game that pretty much exemplifies like the what Nintendo has released throughout 2019 up until now. Very lackluster quality, very lazy, and just like, I'm very disappointed in them. And a particular product that they came out with that has caused a lot of controversy too, I guess I'll bring this up real quick, is the Mario 3D All-Stars game, um, which included Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, which are like the three main big first 3D games for Mario. And, three, and 3D Mario games are amazing, typically. Like, they're either groundbreaking or just, in general, like, an amazing game. And they re-released it for $60! So... If you get the pattern here, there's a lot of, like, executive choices up in Nintendo that just make zero sense. And they don't quite understand, too, that, like, some of these games are very old. The games that people play in the West here are very old. One of which is Melee. And so because of that, they don't like emulation at all. They just assume that everyone's, in a, like, you know, a hacker, and they're doing shit illegally, and, like, they're... They're not paying for anything, but like they're they don't understand that there are methods of legal um, emulating. Like for example, owning the game and burning it onto a disc, and then like taking that file and using it for like Dolphin is a prime example of legal emulating. Like you bought the game, you now own it. You can do whatever you want with that as long as you're not like reselling it. And really, they're not reselling it. Like obviously, like if you download a ROM off of like a different site uh technically that's not legal but like in reality like a lot of people do it and you just can't catch people who do that like it's impossible um unless you really lock down and just shut down like every single website that did this but you know with the shutdown of one website comes the rise of another one and it's just this repeating cycle but Nintendo hates this and they think emulation is really bad because I think they really want you to play the new games instead of constantly revisiting past games that maybe don't represent their brand or what it is today um and melee is a prime example of this this is why they have such a problem with the community because people are still playing this game after like 20 years but i don't think they understand how amazing melee is the community that has formed around it and had i not watched the melee document which is a very popular document that um documentary that a lot of people watched I don't think the community would be what it would be today really like it got a lot of people myself included into smash and uh, it's just really disappointing man I now I'm just gonna kind of go on like a personal whim here like I think it is just bullshit that they 
decide to just lock down on this and like prevent us from doing anything creative whatsoever and like this not only harms competitors too but like even youtubers like with this recent guild of sunner stuff it's like what the fuck do you want me to do now like i could be highlighting smash and now suddenly i can't use your music and you go back and copyright claim my video and now i can't make money off of it that's so shitty like why is there no communication between like community figureheads even like Nintendo ambassadors, they, you would think like if you make someone an ambassador, they represent your brand. They understand that your brand is great and yet you're doing all this shit. Like it's very hard to like Nintendo these days. I don't get it. They're the only company that has caused so many problems to the point where like they're getting up there in terms of like EA difficult. Like it's a very poorly ran company. Like. I know I dogged on the quality of like all the games and stuff, but not everything is poor quality. I think the Switch, in my opinion, like minus some of the great games that have come out on it, like Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mario Odyssey, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you know, etc., etc. Like there are games that lack quality, and this console lacks uh, personalization. Like, something I really liked about the 3DS, too, was that um, you could add, like, personal themes. You can you could, like, rearrange icons and whatnot. Same thing with the Wii. You couldn't have, like, custom themes, but, you know, you were given a lot of options as, like, what kind of games you want to play, how you want to customize your console, like, you know, software-wise and, like, your menu-wise. And that was just, like, Nintendo at its peak. Like... It was all about creativity, letting the user do what they want to do, um, playing games the way they want to play them. But now it just feels like they're like tying it down on like, no, this is how you're supposed to play our game. We don't intend for like, you know, for example, Smash Bros to be a competitive game. It is just a party game. That is the intent. We did not want you to take this game to a competitive level. But here we are. There's too many Smash fans that play this game competitively and even if you do play it casually you are aware of the community that is based around it like a lot of people know who mk leo samsora tweak mars you know all these players like they know who they are it's not a secret like it's not a little niche underground community like it's out there there are esports organizations that have invested in this community like tsm nrg panda global um immortals misfits even a hundred thieves tried to do it at one point but apparently something like went down and like it just didn't happen but like now people don't want to invest in our community because of what nintendo is doing they're just shutting down like any opportunities that we have to grow as a community and it sucks i wish i could do something to change that and i also just wanted to bring up this article too a little personal rant but nintendo came out nintendo life which I want to assume is like, you know, it's basically pro Nintendo. Like that's obvious, but like, I think there's probably like some sort of partnership they have with Nintendo where they, where like they release articles that are based around Nintendo. It's called Nintendo Life for a reason. And they came out with a document on the 1st of December that is just so shitty. It's titled Soapbox if the Smash community wants to save Smash it needs to start from within. Um... Which that title already grabbed my attention because I'm like, okay, well, what do you think we should do, Mr. Nintendo Life author? Um, something that they bring up that I can kind of like 
agree and disagree with is this statement here where it says, the problem with the hashtag save smash is that it comes during a year which has featured one of the biggest scandals in competitive smash history. Which the scandal that they're talking about is like all these players that were, um, you know, kind of came out as like either predators or they've done like really fucked up shit in the, in the past that's like, you know, pretty recent um, in regards to like predatory behavior, sexual assault. And this article claims that we're not doing anything about it. Which, just because we have not vocally talked about this incident in a while does not mean that we are not doing anything about it. I actually know a friend that has, like, talked to, like, you know, Smash GG, some other TEOs about, like, what we can do as a community to make it a lot more welcoming while also being able to make a, tr a smooth transition back into tournaments and like running events again so like you know getting another vgbc event going on maybe getting like i don't know if evo's gonna be around at this point with the with the news about evo and whatnot but doing something like that like genesis smash con like a lot of people were looking forward to this year because it was gonna only bring greatness um even just worldwide too like this year i think was gonna be great but then this pandemic came up and like you know, all the protests from earlier this year, the election, which of course is going to cause a lot of like political divide and controversy and people are going to get aggressive over it, especially because this has been like a very heated year. You know, like you can't just expect us to publicly talk about this, especially because like Twitter is the worst place to talk about anything inside like secret and whatnot, because as you have seen from this summer, that didn't go well. Especially with, like, you know, the recent um, rise and just, like, you know, it's been here all the time. But, like, the whole cancel culture stuff. Like, it's very hard to, like, come out and admit your faults and move on when people just want to see you drown. Um, and another thing that this article mentioned that just, like, makes no sense to me um, is that he says this. So, as a keen follower of the Smash community and the competitive events which surround it, it's abundantly clear to me that the relationship between Nintendo and Smash Bros. Professionals has soured. And sure, like, that makes sense, but it's not even, like, a relationship thing at this point. Like, it's not just, oh, you know, they have their differences. It's literally Nintendo being stupid. They are making ridiculous executive decisions to shut down events, prevent any sort of, like, event from occurring whether it's with melee or ultimate and yet they ha they have put their name on like different tournaments like they've put their name on like evo frostbite genesis it makes no sense to me why they don't want to support us because what is the point of putting your name on our events when you don't do shit you don't you don't give us anything you don't you don't add to the pot prize you don't give us any sort of setups to run you don't give us like a venue you don't like sponsor the event on your timeline and instead you make another twitter called nintendo versus to shout this stuff out like it's ridiculous like what they have done and oh man if i was talking about all this with edo like he would have a number of things to say because we've been talking about it back and forth um unfortunately he's been kind of busy lately but yeah like uh, changing within won't do shit we need to talk to Nintendo. We need to talk to someone and negotiate a deal. Like, the community means no harm. 
And what we have done this summer was actually great. Like, we got rid of a lot of toxic people that have gone under the radar. You know, some of which have kind of returned and it's been questionable for me personally, but we've removed a lot of toxic people. And I honestly feel like the scene has been a little better because of it. Like, yeah, the Smash community, along with like any other like fighting game community or any sort of like esports community, has its unbearable moments. Like, you know, Valorant has a lot of toxic players in terms of like comms and whatnot, always talk constantly talking shit about like teams, um, Smash talking shit about like particular top players, um, fanboying over people, putting people on pedestals, League with its extreme toxicity. Like the list goes on. Even fighting game community has done stuff that's like worse than us, or if not maybe a little less worse, but like, you know, every community has its problems, but for some reason we are put um, higher up than other communities despite the fact that we are not treated like we are a higher up community. And it just makes no sense. And like, also, they were talking about like in this in this article, something about like, kind of saying that it's wrong to hold these events um, on like, you know, Slippy and all these emulation sites that they're talking about. But like, what the fuck do you want us to do? We, we can't do anything. This is the only way we can get any form of competition. Even with Ultimate, I mean, it is not a private thing to talk about um, in terms of, like, how piss-poor online is on the Switch. So people have, you know, been playing it on Yuzu, and it's, like, mind-boggling how amazing it is to play Smash on there. Like, the connection is great from, like, you know, not just state-to-state, state, but, like, country-to-country, country, like, worldwide. You can play with people with little delay in comparison to playing it on the Switch where like I will literally lag playing against a friend that lives 15 minutes away from me. Makes no sense. Like what do you want us to do? If you're if you're not going to fix your problems, we're just going to come up with better solutions whether you like it or not. And like, you know, to pretty much close it off because I don't really have much else to say about it, like I really hope Nintendo recognizes these issues and makes a statement. Now, I'm not expecting a statement at all. I'm actually not expecting anything from Nintendo. I expect them to stay quiet and keep talking about, you know, their, their little fucking fitness game that they have going on, whatever it's called, and talking about, you know, the next, like, Pokemon game that will probably come out in a year that's also going to be dog shit ass, and, like, they're going to probably maybe talk about the next Smash character, but mention little to nothing about the community. Um... But I'm hopeful that maybe they will say something because they have caught a lot of flack recently. There was even a Forbes article talking about them, saying how like poorly they have treated us. And I would really like to see some change. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Um, before I get into the outro, I kind of just wanted to apologize for our absence. Uh, this has been a very busy year for Edo and I, um, my host. Um, he's been working with like his job and whatnot he's doing great things and um i've been doing stuff for like editing wise in terms of like you know tweaks youtube channel and also another person i've been working with is riddles making my own content with like streams and also doing this podcast i don't want to ditch this ever because i love doing this i love making podcast episodes but it has been a very busy yet stressful year and i've also had like school stuff to deal with so 
um, whoever listened to this, thank you so much for listening. I'm really sorry if, like, my speech this time around was a bit garbled. I, was, I couldn't get, like, you know, statements clearly. Like, I'm just frustrated and tired with dealing with this dog shit company that is Nintendo. I wish they would just listen to us, and at this rate, my um, my hopes are running loose. I'm almost tempted to just go out and tweet hashtag fuck Nintendo, but you know what? I have hope that maybe they will come around, but like I said, that's running very thin, so we'll see how this goes, but yeah, so I guess that's going to be it for this podcast episode, so if you guys are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give it a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. Hit up the StormConnect Twitter at StormConnectEN or other platforms that this podcast is on um just to give us feedback for the show and i wanted to announce that the merchandise that we released a while back is going to be withdrawn from the king style shop around like right before christmas time so it's going to be a long time before they show up again for availability i'm not sure when we're going to be doing our next merchandising and whatnot but just know that they're going out very soon so um if you want anything from the shop if it's still there please make sure to go get it and for those that have bought anything like thank you so much that that really does help us out a lot and that is some like incredible support that i would have never imagined that we would have gotten so yeah um take care guys stay safe and have a good one